Welcome back to Bricks and Clicks. I'm your host, Jennifer Ruskin, and today I'm with Annalise Warren, who helps impact-driven entrepreneurs master their own lead generation so that they can attract all the clients that they need to grow their business simply, which is awesome because today's topic is the three quickest ways to increase business visibility. I know for a lot of my clients, they're really confused about what tactics to use to increase their visibility. How do they get their brand awareness out there? How do they just get more sales? So Annalise, I'm so excited to have you on today. Please introduce yourself to everybody. And then let's talk about these quick ways to increase business visibility. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to dig in. So yes, my name is Annalise. Um, I own a marketing agency and I mentor small business owners to DIY their own marketing. Um, I'm also a mama of four little ones. And as you can probably hear from my accent, I am right down the bottom in Australia. So thanks for having me. Um, Now... I love this topic of visibility because I think too many of too many small business owners they they put out there they're, they're totally in love with their product they love what they're doing and then they expect automatically for everybody else to jump on the bandwagon or they're creating all of this content and they're putting the great things out there and no one is actually viewing it (laughs) so you're spending all of this time and money and you know three likes um so it's there but there are some really great ways that we can actually get more visible both paid and unpaid so I'm super excited to dig in well I can't wait to hear what you have to say because Of course, everybody wants to have growth for free, right? Which would be unpaid, organic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I so sympathize with the brands that are like, we're doing the things, we're showing up, we're posting. We don't even know what hashtags are. Like, how are we supposed to even use those? And then they're like, but nobody's reading our stuff. So I love that you opened with that because it is sad when nobody wants to buy your product, especially when your product is really good. So what should they do? Well, the first thing that I want to talk about is, is the buyer journey. And we can either do this with your content. um, But if you really want to boost this up, we're going to be using ads. And on the buyer journey, most people, I mean, most of us are doing this. Most of us started our business figuring this out. But then along the way, it kind of gets left behind. And then we're just doing our promotions and we're, you know, we're, we're doing, we're going along the path, but we forget about really doing this strategically. So I find even with more established business owners that this is a really great audit of of their their marketing funnel to make sure that each area is really, really tight. So, of course, when and also what I find with ads is that a lot of people just lead with with the offer and they lead with their product because they think it's it's an amazing product. And so as soon as people see it, they're just going to fall in hell over heels with it. And the fact is that that's not always the case. It doesn't matter how beautiful and amazing your product is because people aren't people don't want to be sold to on social media. 
We love to buy. We love to buy, but we don't want to be sold to. We don't want to feel like we're being sold to. And so that's what that whole awareness top of funnel um, is about, is about talking about the the customer and be giving them what they want, giving them something, showing them um, that that you are going to be able to help and support them in some area, but it's not about talking about you. It's about just hitting on their pain point so that they become aware of, of you. And if you do this in ads, like for example, you're just running a video view ad to show them a video that educates them or inspires them or something in some way that is not, we're not, giving them an offer I mean yes they probably they can jump over to your website and, and view everything or they can come over to your socials and see what's going on but at the start you're just talking about them think about this phase this top of funnel like the first date right and I, I can't remember who said this but it's your marketing should be like the first date if you talk all about yourself on the first date there is not going to be that second date so we need to be making sure that we send them to a blog post or a video or or something that is just about them, that educates them about some area, that makes them think about something maybe in a bit of a different way. There's lots of different ways that you can do this. Um, and finding the right kind of carrot for your audience is going to be really important at that phase and then one that's when we use retargeting and people use retargeting people are really um the, the right word's escaping me but in that middle of funnel and retargeting the people that have acted in that first phase it's it's really underutilized that's what I was looking for it's really underutilized but most of us who have been in business for a while and played around with this will know that kind of 80% of our marketing uh, 80% of our um, sales are going to come from that retargeting and so we need to be then presenting people with the offer and then of course reminding them but because this is about visibility um that top of funnel and ads that you're doing there, of course, doing it um, on, on different platforms. So, you know, making sure that you think about whether Google or um, other search engines are going to be the right way to go, whether you're going to be on YouTube, whether you're going to be on um, Facebook and Instagram, like where exactly you're going to be and making sure that that you are where your people are at the time that they are there because of course if your ad dollars are being spent outside of those parameters they're going to be wasted um am i making sense jennifer totally in fact i'm over here thinking okay we have a lot of clients, at least here at Growthspur, we have a lot of clients that are snack companies. So snack foods or cookies or chips or whatever. And so I was thinking, you know, you really, in order to provide value, you don't want to immediately go like, oh, buy my cookie. But it's it's providing value in a way where I was kind of writing up an infomercial and it was not an infomercial, a commercial. And it was like, hey, we get it. Packing school lunches is hard. Here's an easy recipe for five days of easy lunch lunches and then you could just provide value provide value provide value and then say oh do you want to buy my cookie is that what you're talking about 100 percent. awesome <laughs> I love that just in, you, <laughs> in that time you wrote up a commercial 
Um, but yes, that is totally a, an amazing example of, of what I'm talking about there and the right way to approach it um, in, in that capacity. So awesome. Um, did you want to dig in further or did we want to... Sure. Yeah. So we're at this point, you've already mentioned retargeting a few times. Do you retarget after you've prevented, like after you've presented an offer or how, how does retargeting play in? Yeah. So from that first, anyone who, who gets that recipe guide or looks at that recipe guide, for example, anyone who interacts with that, um, with the Facebook page, if that is where you're putting things, then all of those people for the last, you know, 30, 60 days, depending on your goals and your product and all of that will then can then get retargeted with your offer. And yeah, great. So that, that's, um, often we do that on, on social media because that's where people are hanging out. Okay, hold on. This is fascinating. So you don't ever actually publicly make the offer. You actually, I mean, you do, but you do it only through retargeting. So the people that are just kind of seeing your, your recipes or seeing your value added content, they don't actually get served the offer to purchase until they've interacted with your stuff. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, they don't. That's awesome. I love it. And, and the reason that this works so well is that you're building up that reciprocity. You're giving them something, but, but they like now they know who you are and they might go and seek it out for themselves, but you've led with giving. And so there's no icky feeling there of like, oh, these people are annoying because you've mm-hmm. given them something. Mm-hmm. And then also your ad costs are going to be cheaper. So again, we want bang for buck here. We want visibility. Our ad costs are going to be cheaper with leading with that, um, with a value piece because it's going to be a, a, a traffic or you know a video view or something like that type of ad, which is generally cheaper than an ad to cart or a conversion type ad. And then you're only showing those more expensive ads to people that you know are in the market for your product. Love it. Okay, what's next? All right, so let's dive into number two. Um, now, this one, is, the, what I want to talk about here is PR. And th- I know that people kind of, you know, panic a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. but here, what it's just about is paying attention to trends and just having this kind of on your marketing calendar, you know, periodically so that you can really have a look at in your space what is what is trending what is not um, what kind of content that people are really responding to so use sites like um, like BuzzSumo I'm pretty sure it's called um, where you can see what articles and what what type of things are getting the most attention and see how your product might fit in with a story around that and be obviously then we can be building relationships which is more of an ongoing thing with the different people that write about what you are what you are selling along the way which so that you're developing genuine relationships and then if something comes up that you might be able to slot your product into then you can you already have those relationships there that you can then utilize. You're the second person in literally one week that has talked to me about 
not ghost writing, but writing for other publications about your product or about your expertise. And honestly, in 17 years of working with mass retail, I have never had anyone ever tell me to do this or tell me to tell a brand to do this. So this feels kind of new. It's probably really old, but maybe it's newer in the retail space. Can you give us some more information? Let's delve a little bit deeper. Can you mention again, like, where would you find these trends? And maybe you'd have to come up with maybe a starting point for retail, right? Where somebody's selling an actual mm-hmm. brick and mortar item. But then, how, like, I don't understand once you're like, oh, people are really into vegan chips. I'm making that up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, vegan chips are super hot right now, or sriracha is amazing, and I have an item with sriracha. How would you then get them to write about your product? Are you writing about it and submitting articles? How does this part work? So this is where you definitely need to be creative and you need someone on your team that can think about the the angle. And so... Um, this is where that, that PR brain comes into it. And to be honest, it's not mine. I have people on my team that do, that, that, that do that for me. And I always get things back. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're amazing. You know when something's just not your um, your skill set and when they give you something, you're blown away because you can't do it. Um, and I love it. I love having people smarter than you and your team. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... With there's there are websites like buzzsumo.com. I'm 90% sure that that's the, the website. Um, and it will tell you, you type in your industry or some keywords and it will tell you then online what, what um, posts and articles and things people have been, you know, have got the most likes and comments and engagement in a certain period of time. And so you can be keeping an eye on across, um, you know, all of these platforms what is actually going on um, online and how you might be able to slot yourself in there because it does have to be newsworthy. It does have to be, you know, um, it does have to have an angle that's not actually about you. It's, um, It's like glory by association. So if you as an expert in your field can talk and speak to something that is happening or something that people are talking about, then because you're that you're that expert um then yeah it that rubs off onto you and so you get that publicity kind of not because you're talking about your chips but because you're talking about (laughs) you're talking about the um production process of soybeans and how that you know whatever the issue is and you just happen to own the vegan chip company I love this. It's a really sneaky way to get some more publicity. And I so love sneaky. that you're talking from the angle of, of, a, of, a, of a woman and a business owner that teaches people to DIY this stuff. You're not saying go hire a PR company. You don't have to have bazillions of dollars in your marketing fund. This is something anybody can do. It's something anyone can do. And with LinkedIn um, and, you know, with a bit of research, you just you can get a, a VA even to yeah. see who's writing about what sort of topics in the last 12 months. F- look at the authors, hunt them down on LinkedIn and start chatting with them. And just you don't have to have anything to pitch to them yet. You can just literally be developing relationships, um, which is the next point on our on our list, which we'll get to soon. Um, but just be developing relationships so that you you have that that there you've got the people that you need in your network for when you need to utilize that 
Love that. Okay, what's next? All right, so yeah, number three is collaborations. And this is my favorite because we're talking about people and businesses is about is about people and this collaborations bucket is so broad because you can be collaborating and building those relationships with people you know with journalists and that kind of thing that we've we've already touched on you can be collaborating with influencers which now the great thing about collaboration which most of you already probably know is that when you are working together with someone, you get access to their audience and the trust that they have with their audience automatically rubs off onto you because you are working together. And so if you can get in front of the audience of someone else that is serving the same audience, but in a different way, then it's this match made in heaven because you're both serving the same people. You both can utilize each other's audiences and, um, and create something beautiful, create something that's really, that's really useful and that's really profitable as well. I love this one, and I'm going to add number three, complimentary brands. I'm seeing really, really like best-in-class brands are doing lots of collab work with other brands that complement their product, giveaway baskets, like for like, you know, like whatever whatever the play is on Instagram to help uh, build their own audiences as well. Um, and we all win, right? Like we're getting free snacks, they're getting new followers, everybody leaves a winner. Exactly, yeah. And then you can use this to... Yeah, you can you can be doing this um, on on podcasts and on on you know IG lives and on clubhouse panels and like all different site types of things, different collaborations with with different people that make sense for you, for you. Um, so I work a lot with the service based business owners, and so they're going to be creating relationships with people who might be referral opportunities, but then they're going to be um, building relationships with other um, with colleagues who are serving the same market as well. And if you guys have enjoyed this, Annalise has a gazillion podcasts and videos. I went to her website and there's like eight or nine pages of them. So, and I, really cool topics that are not just marketing related, but like mom stuff and just, you know, lifestyle stuff. And I'm, I'm putting a link to that in the show notes. It's Annalise Warren uh, forward slash blog, but I'll, I'll put a link as well. Annalise, how can everybody else find you? This has been a really interesting conversation and the DIY aspect gets me really excited. Yeah, well, we're studying somewhere, right? And I think yes. that although the, a lot of the stuff that we touched on is is, is kind of the, the, the basics, the foundations, like I said at the start, I think that as we as we build and grow we forget to re-audit those things so I think it's always good to come back and think how can I turn up the dial on that how can I actually refine what I'm doing look at the data and and you know do more of what's working and and cut out what's not because I think sometimes we just get stuck in in the routine and we don't really you know we're busy we don't stop and and get super strategic on these elements so I hope that that was helpful um but yes come and follow me on my website um I'm on Instagram I currently going through a <laughs> um my Instagram has been just deleted so oh, no 
goodbye thousands of followers. So I'm back down to like 24. Because <laughs> so come follow me on Instagram um, until I hopefully get my Instagram account back. It's at Annalise Warren currently. It was Annalise.Warn. So one of those places on Instagram, I love Instagram. So I'll be hanging out there. Um, and yeah, that's probably the best place to find me. Awesome. I also noticed that you're active on Facebook, which is awesome. Um, yeah, that really is awful about about Instagram and you losing your account, but also a wonderful reminder, especially for those of you listening, how important email marketing is. Remember that all these social platforms own your data and all your followers can just yeah. evaporate overnight. We're on borrowed land. We're just yeah. we're we're operating on borrowed land, and it's it's great. I mean, it's fine because like I'm mean, I'm in marketing, so the challenge of getting the follow account back is fine. But it's all those relationships that I've built over three years mm-hmm. in the DMs that I'm like, oh, I'm my brain, like you know, business owner, <laughs> mum of four kids. This brain does not retain information well. It's for processing, <laughs> not for retaining. So all of those conversations and things, I'm gonna have to start over but um that's okay it doesn't matter that's all right positivity right we're we're still playing I've still got yeah that's right they so diversify I've got I've got my LinkedIn I've got my Facebook but um but Instagram's pretty I love Instagram it is pretty pretty. it's my favorite platform and Mm. even just two years ago I really wasn't doing anything I really have paid a lot of attention to LinkedIn and have almost 10,000 followers on LinkedIn um which does doesn't mean really anything <laughs> like I'm not selling really hard on LinkedIn that's so funny and now yeah. that I'm on Instagram I'm like oh this is so beautiful I like to look at my own page and everybody else's page like you're just so pretty it's fun. yeah yeah thank you so much Jennifer thank you for having me you're welcome thanks so much for stopping by um and I like I said I'll put all of your links in the show notes and we will see you again later bye bye